Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and the boys from the Bay as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and the boys from the Bay. You're on the clock. Bro, what's wrong with my freaking hat, man? <laughs> Nothing, man. We good now. I'm good now that you got a history it. lesson on it. We, we don't verify it, yeah. Reggie, don't encourage him, man. What? I'm just trying to understand your hat, bro. Man, leave my hat alone, bro. <laughs> it's a Miami Giants, man. I got it in the list. All right. You probably, that's, why you got that, that's why you got a history lesson that lives about it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's start this up. Everybody should be worried. Them pussy niggas be purring. Bitches be digging me. I feel buried. And if she make this dick hard, she woke up sleeping giant, man. Yo, bitch. What's going on, the clock fans? It is a beautiful Friday, April the 8th, man. I'm with my guys, Tyrone Best and Reggie Edwards, the boys from the Bay. And we got a lot to talk about, man. We got some things we want to get off our chest. Just a little bit, man. We got a little bit of a story that we want to talk about, verify. Debo Samuel unfollows the 49ers on the IG account. LeBron's legacy is now in question. Brian Flores' lawsuit gains two more coaches. It's a hell of a week, man. Let's wrap it up. You're on the clock. What's going on, fellas, man? What's up, man? It's a long 16 bars, that song. It's a long one. It's a long one. It's a long one. It's a classic, though. My dog buy me a hat. He ain't got no words. Here we go. Here we go with this goddamn hat. Here we go. Look, man, this is the last time I do a video. I'm going to block out my video next time, man. You should put your camera on. We don't have to see your hat. You damn right. You damn right. About if it's a real hat or not. It is a real hat, man. If you got it from Kali Ocho, Kali Ocho Flea Market, or you got it from Liz, actually. That's what I'm talking about, man. Listen, for everybody that's listening, what they're clowning me about is my Miami Giants hat. They think I, I got sold a hat that doesn't Please exist. Please email the show if you heard of them. <laughs> you got sold. You it got was a history. A no, bro. I, Who goes to Liz to get sold a hat? Nobody <laughs> in the history of nigga that walked into Liz talking about, hey, hey, Mr. Liz associate, sell me a hat. <laughs> That's what I hate about you. Listen, man, listen. Listen. I hate the fact that you you picked that out. That that one random thought is a damn. He went to Lids and got got sold a hat. There was there was a man there that was telling me about the hat. So I I mean, but I wasn't there to buy this hat. I was there to buy the Chicago Bulls hat. And he was like, "Oh, you like that hat, my huh?" Point, my point exactly. You got sold a hat. See, you didn't no, go in there for that hat. You went this, you don't want that bulls hat. Listen, you man, you don't want that. You don't want that bulls hat. I can tell you, a man is about the Negroes. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's fucked up was, man, listen, man, this is what's fucked up. So when I went to go buy the hat for the Chicago Bulls, the outfit, I bought it in February. So when I got the hat, it was in February. He must have learned, it was Black History Month, so what is what I'm trying to say. He must have learned about the hat and where it came from. That's his job, man. Well, clearly he's... My dog got commissioned off you. (laughs) Right. 
Jacobson. If you, if you, you, yo, you sold the hat. If yo, you can sell these hats. I did it. Yeah, if you can sell these hats, you, you, you're getting commissioned, buddy. You like that hat? You like that hat there, son? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of history car, to it, Reggie. Car, Reggie, let, let the, yeah, for real. Let the listeners know the, the stuff that you found on it, man. Read it to them, bro, because there is history there. About y'all playing in uh, Dorsey Park? In the hotel league. In the hotel league. In the hotel league. But that's how, that's how, that's how they, that's how, but that's how it was back in the day to play baseball, man. That's how it was. It it was a white only sport back then. I I understand. It's a Florida Marlins hat, though. It's not a Marlins hat. It's a Florida Florida Marlins hat. It's not a Marlins, it's a Miami Giants hat. But let me tell y'all about the Miami Giants that I didn't even know about the Miami Giants. And this is, you know what? We will pass Black History Month. This is sad that we find this out Black History Month. Mm-hmm. But there was a bootlegger by the name of Sleepy Joe Johnson. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> how come we don't get, hey, I know, how come in 2022 we don't get no cool ass nicknames? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, to talk about that for a second, we got no cool. But it was a bootlegger uh, that that put together a Negro league of all the baseball players that came down to South beach, uh, when they were working during the summer months as bellboys and stuff. So they uh, formed, um, a couple of leagues down there through the hotel system. A couple of hotels had teams and then, um, they got the Miami giants where they played at Dorsey park. So it was a cool thing that, you know, they had that going on. And the guy name was, uh, Johnny Pierce. Look, I was close. Yeah. Johnny suit Johnny Shoelace Pierce <laughs> yeah. was a was a local bootlegger in nineteen twenties that formed the Miami Giants and they played at Dorsey Park. So that's what's up. That's know? what's up, man. That's how they had to get I, it back. But in the I'm day. mad we had to do some investigation off your yeah, yeah. I'm mad that you picked all you did was try to clown my freaking hat, man. I didn't try to clown anything. That was Tyrone. That was Tyrone. That was Ty Black Wonder Rome. I was trying to do something educational. <laughs> what was his nickname? And then <laughs> Ty, 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 Ty Black Wonder Rome. Ty Rome with the Black Wonder. <laughs> now he a fucking Marvel superhero. Black Wonder. Damn it. <laughs> Why not? Damn Why it. not? That's DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real hat, man. So I appreciate it. But what what else has been going on with you guys this week, man? How you guys this week went? <clears throat> Chilling, man. Finally got my son back. He was stranded for two days up in uh, New York. The flight cancellations. Oh, so due to weather. Got him back. So yeah. Damn, it was that bad up there, huh? So, not as bad that what happened down here. I guess that was Sunday or Monday. What that happened? Storm that went through. Oh, that, that blocked him from getting here. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And so he got back. He's supposed to come back Sunday. He got back Tuesday morning. That's what's up, man. That's what he's doing. His little, he's doing a book tour now, man. That's what's up. Going to all these colleges, yeah. huh? That's got to be exciting, man. I'm trying to. That's good. As long as yeah, it stays this, in the this, grind, this, man. This, yeah, this was my last minute, so I didn't get to go, but it was unofficial visit. Because they can't officially talk to him until June 15th. Right, right. That's right. when he's, he's going to be a junior, so. Right. Man, I had, I had one of my guys, man. Um, I coached him when he was 10, 11 years old. Um, who recently came back to high school. He came, he was at a different high school, came to our high school last year. I mean, tearing it up as a running back, bro. And now he's one step closer. Uh, he went to go visit Wake Forest as an official, of an, an official visit. Like, it was the real deal. And uh, did all that stuff. It wasn't like a junior day or a senior day type stuff, man. So it was, it's pretty cool to see that process of how, how all that thing happened. You know what I mean? 
So that's what's up, man. I hope, I hope he gets a lot of them. Reggie, what's going on with you, man? How, well, my, how's you? my week was fine. Thank you very much. I was, I was coming around. I was Shit. coming around. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I know you be working hard, man. That's that's, that's my, what's up. My week was fine. Thank you for asking. Damn, put me on the back burner like I wanted to tell my story. You good, man. Week. I got nothing exciting to tell, Shit. man. I bought pots and pans. That's all I bought. And that Miami hat. And the, and <laughs> it's gonna be all freaking day. It's gonna be all day with this goddamn hat. God damn it! And I won't even. I wear hats to work. I won't wear this hat to work because I'm like, this is a good hat. I don't want to. We done did, did 17 episodes, and it's the first time I've seen this man in a Miami hat. I, man, I, I, no, I got a whole bunch. I just don't, you know. Try not I to kill it. I've seen books. I've seen the jazz. I've seen the jazz. I got, I'm I a hat connoisseur, man. I got Bills, Look, Patriots. I got all kinds of This ain't even a real Miami hat. It's the Giants. It's my. Mm, that, that hurts. <laughs> that fucking hurts. That fucking hurts. That fucking hurts. That fucking hurts. Giants hurts. in goddamn Miami. Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying? Giants don't like the water, they can't yeah. swim. Well, well, you know what's so funny, man? This That gives a good transition into Brian Flores. Speaking of Giants and speaking about Miami, Brian Flores' lawsuit has gained two more coaches. Um, the coaches are old as dirt. What? Who the coaches? I don't even know. They I ain't even dirt, know about bro. that. Who, who the coaches? I don't even know. I seen the pictures of them. I'm like, oh my God. You seen pictures of them too? <laughs> yeah, they said you seen pictures Giants. of them too. <laughs> they old, bro. Oh, Steve Wilkes and Ryan Horton. Ray Horton, yeah, Ray Horton. Ray Horton, Ryan, yeah. Ray. Well, I know Ray Horton, but yeah. They you know old, Ray Horton? Bro. Who he coached for? I don't know. I heard his yeah, name, but you know him. How the hell you know who he is? I know who he is. Who he coaches? I don't know. Yeah, I know who the Miami Giants is. Reggie, oh, Reggie, this is the worst. <laughs> Listen to me, man. This is every time he we he, we have got to go opposite with him because remember he said he don't know nothing about NCAA basketball and he laid out all them stats. Now I'm he says he knows about, about this coach and he don't know who the now, hell he coached for. You know about Ray. You know about Ray Charles. <laughs> The reason I bring it the, I'm the away reason, from life, <laughs> the boom boom room. So <laughs> welcome, to the, boom, boom, welcome boom. to the boom boom room. So the the thing I bring it up is he put new amendments to his complaint against the NFL to his lawsuit towards the NFL. Oh wow! Yeah, he put uh, uh, different amendments to it, adding the Houston Texans in there. Uh, now is what he did, um, accusing the Houston Texans of, of retaliation and adding allegations from longtime coaches Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton regarding sham interviews, incentivizing losses, and pressure to improperly recruit players. So he has made the amendment as of yesterday, Thursday. He's done this, um, adding all that stuff in there. Now, I don't know if it's catching traction. I don't know. You know, I know Tyron said these guys are old. They're coming out of retirement or whatever to do all this to back him up. But it, it seems to be getting traction, man. You know what I'm saying? More and more. I I, I, I want to tell I don't really hear much about it. Okay, so, so Horton Horton was um he last Negro. coached for the Cleveland Negro <laughs> Hall of America. He last coached for the Cleveland Browns in 2019. Uh he says that during the 2014-2015 season, while he was a defensive coordinator for the Titans, he interviewed for a head coaching position. Mm-hmm. For the Titans, and he said he was given a, a completely sham interview, done only to comply with the Rooney Rule and to demonstrate his appearance of an equal opportunity and a false willingness to consider a minority candidate for the position. The hire the Titans went on to hire Mike Malarkey that year, and then that's when Horton left to be the Browns' defensive coordinator. Mm. 
So that's crazy, man. So he and he's also put into the Titans affirmatively misrepresented to Mr. Horn that he had a legitimate chance at the head coach position. Now, what hurts the Titans is that Mike Monarchy said in an interview that he received a job. He said that he received a job before they even completed the interview process, including interviewing two minority candidates. Mm, mm, mm. But you know what, Reggie, and, and I hate to keep bringing up this Brian Flores. I only bring it up because, you know, it's, it's adding and amending it. But you had made a great a, a great um, comment last time we talked about this, or when we first started talking about this, was the fact that isn't corporate America like this already? You know what I mean? And like you yeah. said, you already knew you had a job before anything else. It was just formalities. You know what I mean? It happens all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, it does happen everywhere, and it sucks because, you know, they're not giving these coaches the opportunity yeah, to, to do that job. And you can only think of, you know, what what other reason would it be? I mean, it's mm. almost like selective hiring, man. I really hate to, hate to say it, but, yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, man. It happens every single time. I know everybody been doing it at least one time before. Yeah, and like it, I said, I have. It has to, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate, and and I don't know what the future holds for Brian Flores. I know he's going to be coaching with the Steelers, and um, the more time, I guess, I guess the the longer it takes to get to the season, the more we're going to hear about this. You know what I'm saying? Once the season starts, he's, he's going to be in full swing of of trying to help and coach and stuff. So we, it might. Wait, I think I think he's just one of them. Um... One of them people, I don't think he has a real job there. He's just like a person they talk to or whatever. I thought he was a linebacker coach. Nah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's getting to be too much. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what Flores is. And, and you know what's funny? So let me read here. It says Flores is seeking original lawsuit stated that he is seeking, among other changes, increased influence of black individuals in hiring Increased objectivity of hiring and terminating GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. Hmm. Increased number of black coordinators. Incentivize, incentivize hiring, retention of black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. Transparency of pay for GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. The amended lawsuit added some concrete suggestions, including an appointment of an independent monitor, promotion of black ownership, and a ban of forced attributions. Hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, you guys saw what what Pete Carroll said the other day too, right? No, I didn't see what Pete Carroll said. Yeah, Pete Carroll apparently in an owner or coaches slash owner GM meeting or whatever the case is went off on on the fact that the NFL doesn't hire more black coaches, coordinators, and things of that nature. Um. Hold on, I can barely hear you, bro. What do you say? I said, how many, how many of them you got on your staff there, Pete Carroll? But yeah, yeah. yeah, he fired uh, Ken Norton Jr. not too long ago, didn't he? Okay, thank you, Ty. And that was it. Thank you for the comeback. Reel me in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it says that Pete Carroll uh, called out NFL owners over hirings, hiring of minority candidates. If anybody need to call out the NFL, it's Bruce Arians. Mm, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Arians' whole coaching staff is black. Or, or a female. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Y'all got a few. Y'all got a female. We got two. Yeah, they do. Defensive defensive line coach, 
and our strength and our strength and conditioning coach. Hmm. So, and then I don't know if you guys know about this. There's a a new policy in the NFL about this. That's why Pete Carroll went off about it, I guess, or or wanted or was pushing for it, or he was a. I mean, all for. I don't know. It says here the new policy adopted by the NFL at last week's meeting states that a coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority. They will be paid from a league-wide fund. The coach must work closely with the head coach and the offensive staff with the goal of increasing minority partnership in the pool of offensive coaches that eventually produces the most sought-after candidates for head coaching positions. That's a bullshit-ass job. In In addition, the league added women to the language of the Rooney Rule at all levels. Carroll, meanwhile, has coached for the Seahawks for 12 seasons. During that time, none of the four offensive coordinators the team has hired has been a minority. Three Thank of its you. five defensive coordinators have been black. See? Chris Richards, Ken Norton, and Clint Hurt. I don't even have to read the article to know about I don't care what Pete Carroll say. Bitch, you ain't even hiring enough people on your staff. Right. Come right. on, man. Like, bro. But I see what they're trying to do. You saturate the pool with as many minority and female candidates as you can. And... It's not going to change shit. Well, it, I mean, it will change a little bit because you got to think about it. a lot of these coaches that they going after, then you're going to actually start seeing it more and more to realize that maybe it is the owners that's doing this. Because right now, you got to think about it. It's not really a lot of black head coaches are black. Right, but know, I mean, you, you got you got like Byron Leftwich. He could have been right. had a head coach job. He could have been had a job, but right. he didn't want a Jacksonville job. And for I, whatever I think, reason. I don't think Eric Enemy doesn't want to be a head coach. Bro, to be honest with you, I, I don't know why everything in me wants to say that he does not want to be a head coach. Right, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Everything in me tells me Eric doesn't want to be a head coach. That's yeah. why, and maybe that's maybe why they promised him the nothing. Chiefs, too. Who knows? Maybe they promised him the Chiefs. I don't, no, no, I don't no, think I, they I, promised I him the Chiefs. Yeah. I think he just doesn't want to be a head coach. It's just some people. Right. It's just They're some people that's content. Yet? Right, yeah. with the job that they have. Yeah, because I don't I hear think, much about him going on interviews. Right. Yeah. Hey, he, he don't talk about nothing. He don't he talk don't, about it. He don't nothing. complain about it. He don't really say much about it. He just, you know. He, he calls plays and shuts their luck. Right, and does, and does his job. Hmm. I mean, me personally, if I was a coach, I wouldn't want to be a head coach in the NFL. If I was yeah. a really, really good offensive coordinator, I would stick with what I do. That's my job. Offensive quarter, I'm good at that. I really want to move it to a head coach. Hey, coach got to deal with everything. Yeah, he's got to deal with a lot more. And there's a lot of people that just don't want to move in that position out of that out of that comfort zone. Just like a lot of coaches don't want to jump to the NBA coach to be from college coaching or, or NFL. They don't want to leave. They don't leave college. Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, that's perfect example. That, that's, Harbor. Yeah. I think Harbor would be a damn good coach in the NFL. I think he'll take any team to at least the playoffs. And well, be a he's successful just, he's just coach. To it. Right. But he doesn't want to leave Michigan. He loves Michigan. He loves being the head coach of Michigan. There's longevity well, like into co- coaching college football, too. Well, like, that's too. Like, like high that school, I, hey, I can't. I'm, nigga, I don't want to coach high school. I'll be a head coach in no high school. You got to deal with all them kids, all the issues, parents, uh, faculty. I just be my position coach, keep moving. And so, like, that's how I feel. I'm like Eric Bienemy. I mean, Raw, you want to be a head coach? I do, man. I do. Man, quick, you should interview for Miami Giants. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, I do. I, I do, man, just because, I, you know, to have that experience too, man. I mean, I, I love 
I love every aspect of the process of coaching. So, I mean, I would love to try to to be one. And, and I, I know it sounds crazy, but God gave me a gift of gab. So, like, I, I feel like I can connect to the kids, too. So, I don't know, man. I would love to try one day, try that out. But the, the whole thing with me is I don't know with this NFL stuff, man. I don't know what the repercussions are going to be. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, they're making you... How can I say this? You clearly understand that there's probably a racial problem there, right? They clearly understand that this is an issue here, right? Like because you're making all these rules, you're adding all these. You must have this and you must have that. You're you're basically telling them you're going to do this, right? So you recognize there's a problem there. So they talk about ownership, but I mean, how many black people have really tried to go buy a football team? We don't know. We don't know. He went out and bought a basketball. He bought the basketball team. I I can only think of like four people I ever heard of, four black people trying to buy sports teams. Yeah, Mike Jordan, Jay Z, Jordan, uh, Dash, P Diddy, Dash, uh, Nelly. Uh, Actual actual NFL team. Well, I mean, like a sports team, yeah, in general, yeah. So like owner, like but that's what I'm saying, like like the sport teams. Yeah, I get that, but like NFL, man, I know I don't I don't know how many it would be, but maybe nobody's but, ever tried but, because of But ask yourself this question though. Even if they do get black owners, would it change? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's I, what I'm saying. Would I mean, it change? I mean, it, would it really change like just, so now you're saying that just because it's a black owner, I'm obligated now to hire a black coach cuz I'm a black owner. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That's good, yeah, and that's if good. I hire a white coach, are you, how are you going to look in the black community? How am I going to look? At, how am I going to look? Because now right. I'm a black owner, so I can see why. I can see why nobody, no black man or black woman, wants to own an NFL team. Because now they're all of a sudden, everybody in the world of sports is going to be okay. He's black, so he's going to hire a black staff. His whole everything's going to be black. He's black. We got one, so he's going to do it. I don't want that. And nobody then wants fan, that. Then the fan base going to leave. They think yeah. Just, Catering to the to the blacks and yeah, it's, you, you it's, start it's having a losing pressure. season. You start having a losing season. You can't fire the black man because now they're going to be like, oh, you're giving it away, a black man. You right. just can't ride with him. Like, right, a lot of pressure, man. It's too much. It's too a much. I don't pressure. think it'd change if a black owner got in the league because he's going to look and he's going to be like, okay, he's probably going to be the only person that's going to be like, I want to hire somebody that I think is going to do his job, and it's probably going to be so happy to be a white person, <laughs> and he's going to give Villa. Yeah, they, they're going to take backlash for that. Yeah. Right, so I mean, yeah, it's a lot of pressure to be a black owner in NFL. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's it's nothing going to be easy about it. I agree with that, man. I just I think the the fight for opportunity is the only thing that is being fought for. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not a a takeover type initiation. It's just equal opportunity. You know, but like you said, Eric Eric Bieniemy probably doesn't want to be one, so we don't know, right? But, but I mean. Brian Flores definitely wants to be a guy that is a head coach, and he was denied that fair opportunity. Now, I do I do agree with a monitoring system. You know what I'm saying? I do agree with that, maybe having some oversight where, you know, they set up the appointments for the, the owners, coaches, whatever, and they have oversight of, of you know, whatever the case may be. The, the hiring right, process I mean, may, that, can, be a, can be a panel, too. You know, that maybe that's the way to go is an actual panel and you score their sheets off evaluations, and just like you would the combine, and highest one wins. You know what I mean? No, no, because you're gonna want a coach that fits your system, your, your players. You just can't. Right. You can't yeah, have but a panel and be like, who, oh, well, who, I like him. Yeah, but but and and that go, this gives me another question because we're gonna go off in a realm here. But to me, if I'm a coach, what the hell do you as an owner or GM know what's best for this team? 
when you're not doing X and O's. Yeah, but it's not. You have an idea what needs to be built, right? You've built me this team. You have an idea of giving me these players, but you don't know what type of system is going to be best for them because you're not doing the X and O's part of that. You're doing the money part and the sales part. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the monitoring system, shoot, I I, I could bring you in for an interview, but Mm -hmm. I already know I'm going to hire Reggie in my mind. I'm still going to bring you in. I was not going to say nothing until, you do, until you're gone. Yeah, but the monitor system... monitor that. Yeah, but the monitor system... But that's what I'm saying. If you do it as a panel, highest score wins. It doesn't matter who you think, who you want. Highest guy wins. That's the best candidate. He's the one that scored the highest in the evaluation. But they can also read, they can also put bullshit numbers on them things. So. Yeah, you're right. There's a, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lose lose situation. So it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how it changed the NFL. I don't know how this is gonna. Yeah. You know, adding females to the Rooney Rule, and then you now and that you're just showing you you realize there's not a big demand of female coaches, and I, I I get that it's not an avenue that is presented to women very often. But, it, I mean, Bruce Arians, like you said, has two, which is amazing. Um, and they, I, I have heard nothing but good things as far as reading articles and their positions and the players. They all have good things to say about a female coach. So I don't know, man. I wonder how it changes the NFL. The, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, uh, speaking of the NFL, is this whole wide receiver, um, I don't know, I don't know what to call this, wide receiver money grab, this wide receiver um, – Monopoly. I mean, it's Dang it's getting re- it's getting re- it's getting crazy now. I mean, God bless Stephon Diggs for getting his bag with the Buffalo Bills and extending. God bless him. But it looks like a domino effect, all the way to the point where it's reached San Francisco. Debo Samuel's as of yesterday has unfollowed the 49ers. Now I know that's not something major in some people's eyes, but when Kyler Murray did it with the Cardinals, it was pretty major when he unfollowed him. Is there is there some way that maybe Debo is feeling that he should be paid that much money? As these guys are, because he is doing a lot more than what these guys are doing. Third year, one. I thought I was about to say, is he still in his rookie contract? Yeah, he, he, he is, and his, his rookie contract will finish next year, I believe. Next year, the year okay. after. Pipe down, pipe down, Debo. Pipe down. But can't they can't they reconstruct? But do they have to wait to the third year? Do they have to wait till after his year? They don't have to. They don't. But financially wise, it's beneficial for them to wait. Yep. Why is that? Well, you get hurt. Right. I mean, not going to get hurt. hurt. You can get hurt. They got them at a bargain. They can have that money allocated somewhere else. And then they can worry about giving him a long term contract when it's time to do that. They can still pick up his fifth year option on him if he wanted, if they wanted to. Like they did OJ, like Tampa did OJ. Yeah. That's so why it, it's good. That's why it's always yeah, good the, the when it's going to win a rookie bigger, contract. Bigger, yeah. That rookie contract is the greatest thing in the world if you get a star. Why why you think Lamar Jackson is having trouble? He's still in the contract. That's why he ain't signed no big deal yet. Burrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you don't. So you don't think you don't. So there's nothing here. Maybe is is Debo just overreacting? Is that what you guys are thinking, or is he just a strategic plan to try to get more money for next year? Debo don't get his money. But he gonna get it this year, right? He gonna get his money. I think I think someone else in the NFL, and I can't remember who it was, and I think it was a wide receiver. <clears throat> they tried this. They tried this crap in their rookie contract too. What do you mean? The, the only guy that I know that didn't that unfollowed his team was Kyler Murray this year. Are you talking about well, a different receiver, different year? but not unfollowed, but tried to get more under their rookie contract. You know, hmm. while while they were still within their rookie contract and trying but, to renegotiate hey, that was AB at Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Was it AB at Pittsburgh? It was somebody. But, but he ended up getting I a bag though at Pittsburgh, though. 
Not until after that rookie contract was over, though. Oh, that's what you're saying. He tried it during the rookie contract. Right. During the rookie contract, mm. it was some wide receiver that tried to renegotiate their deal while under their rookie contract. But a lot of teams ain't going to do that when you're under a rookie contract because right. they got you out of value at a value at this point right now, and they're going to keep you there, and you're on a contract, you can't go nowhere. No, you're right about that, man. But like you said, they can renegotiate and extend him and give him his money now. You know what I'm saying? And just try to well, but see. If I was following John Lynch, I play it smart. Hey, stay, hey, stay in your lane. Cause look, his offensive coordinator is y'all head is y'all head coach now. Yeah. So ain't no time going who the new OCs and how they're going to use them. Right, they may not use them the same. His production may not be the same. Right, I agree with so that then, too. So now, so so now I'm gonna paid you 100 million dollars, but you got 50 percent less um, production than you did last year. Yeah, and you got more blocks so, than you do runs. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, no, you're right about that, man. That's a good aspect to look at. That there is a new coordinator coming. They might they might just keep him as a slot. Who knows? Or keep him out split. They don't know where they're gonna put him. Right, they're only gonna use him at yeah. Yeah, so maybe he is. Maybe he is panicking. It's just Devontae Parker and all these, or Devontae Parker. I'm sorry, Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill and all these guys. They they started this when they got their money back. They, I mean, just elevated that position higher. And maybe I'm wrong when I say this. I still think tight ends should be paid just as or more than wide receivers because they have to do more shit. I agree with that. I mean, Jesus, when you got to go up against guys like you know. Aaron Donald, or who got to block down on, or kid try to kick out, or whatever the case is, or you got to climb up to Devin White because he got to go crack on him because it calls for a double team towards the mic. Like it's a lot, man. Like they they do a lot more. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna split out here and run these routes like a receiver. You know what I'm saying? The tight end position is is, is an unvalued position, man. You are right about that. Uh, yeah. I, I I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. But back on the other thing, you got to talk about. You know, you said about Tyree Hill and Devontae Adams and all these guys. They put their time in though. They they, they did. Yeah. They've been doing it time in and time out for the last three, four, five years. So they deserve that payday. Debo did it for one year. So and you're right about that. You know who I think well, it's gonna be funny when I say this. Do you know out of all those guys, Devontae Adams, even Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and Tyreek Hill, do you know who's leading them? Who was the receiving most receiving yards by receiver over the last two seasons? Um, Justin Jefferson, you're damn right. Justin Jefferson over at Minnesota. So, whenever that kid comes off his rookie contract, that dude's gonna get a bag bigger than Tyreek. I'm assuming he had over 3,000 yards receiving in these last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a lot now. He's 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 doing a lot. Cooper Cup went all the way to the Super Bowl, so he got extra yards. You know, say Jefferson knows his. He's only going to play these seventeen games, and he ain't going to the playoffs. So he's getting thrown that ball a lot more. You know what I mean? He's gonna definitely get a bag next year. Uh, whenever he comes, if you had to pay, but if you had to pay Debo Samuel, and you're the owner or GM, what would you offer him? Oh, like Reggie said, Tyreek and them put their money. They put their time in, so they, he would get less than them. But he's also done it for one year, like Reggie said. So, I mean, if you've been doing it year in and year out for the last two, three years. Well, Debo, Debo Samuel, I mean, I remember him playing in the Super Bowl with versus the Chiefs. I mean, he was oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was I carrying mean, the he, team he, now. Right. But, I mean, but the, his production from last year, I want the same thing this year. Mm. So, I mean, I want, I want to see that. Yeah, I, he's a hell of a receiver even when he was at Clemson. 
Yeah. I liked it when he was at Clemson. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what I offer. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I'm at least, I'm at least offering right, 23 right million now, a year. Right now, I'll put him in the. <clears throat> Top I give him 40. I give him 40. I give him 40 guaranteed. 40? I get him in the, I, I get him in the top 10 market. Because him and Kittles, I mean, together they're freaking beasts. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. They're top pretty 10. good. He'll be he'll be a yeah, top, top 10. 10. Yeah, he a top 10, 10 wide receiver. Paid. He'll be a top yeah. 10 wide receiver. I agree. Okay. Well, switching gears a little bit to, to basketball, man. It's been on the news all week. Lakers suck. Yeah, the Lakers have taken a hit. They have been eliminated from playoff contention. Um, you have heard Kendrick Perkins on ESPN. He's been on Get Up and First Take, and he's he's already said that this is the worst team ever in Laker history. Or I'm sorry, the biggest letdown and disappointment in Laker history. Um, Matt Johnson, same thing. And Magic said, and and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has some freaking choice words as well. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they said that because we all said it from the beginning of the season that they weren't going to do good. Yep. Well, and again, everybody has high hopes and, and pray that they could pull something together. But you, like we said, man, us three, we as soon as they signed Russell Westbrook, they were like, "Yeah, this shit's done. This ain't this ain't going nowhere, man." That kid, that- they signed Westbrook. They signed Anthony. It was like, dude, you got all this talent with one ball. Yeah, and you you had the trade dead, trade deadline that you could have did something with. Um, to hear Magic say that uh, who was it? DeRozan was supposed to come over. I mean, to the Lakers, and he had another contract, and LeBron basically stopped that. You know it. Is LeBron's legacy broken because of this? What do you guys think? Like, what did, what did, give me your outtake because the GOAT talks apparently should be over by now, right? Or are we still going to call him the GOAT? I know Matt Johnson was more pissed off. Who calls call him the GOAT? You know, there's a, you know, there's LeBron fans that believe that LeBron James is the greatest of all time and he's over Michael Jordan. Those are the only people Man, in the world that believe that. Exactly. Those are the only people in the world that believe that is, is LeBron fans, James fans. Well, I agree with you, and, and I, I don't disagree with that. I just There's always a debate between LeBron fans and Michael Jordan fans of who's better and who's what. Is this, by not making the playoffs, does this finally put the nail in the coffin saying, look, here's something added else to why he is not the greatest of all time? Uh, I, can't, I can't really say that. Yeah, I ain't going to say that. Now, now, for me, is if he'd have played the last three games, knowing like last time we were, last time we were on what Reggie said they were what two games out of the playing yeah. thing. He didn't. And he yeah. he hasn't played. He hasn't played six. Yeah, right. Oh, I got a sore ankle. But then you remember a couple years ago, Kobe played with a sore ankle, ended up blowing his Achilles, and still limped his ass through the playoffs with the team. Well, and then the following, and then the following season, they didn't even make the playoffs. Yep, yeah, I remember that. And maybe that was in his mind too that he doesn't want to blow his Achilles like Kobe did. You know what I mean? Um, no, Kobe's ankle was all jacked up. Bro. So with that, yeah. But so with that said though, does that, does that break his legacy? Does that? How does he become still in the goat talk then? If he's not willing to play those finish those games like Kobe would have finished, if he didn't make the playoffs again this or not again, but for his first time in his, his career, is this LeBron's first, fault? Huh? Not uh, making the playoffs. I think, I think the, the first, first time. time. No, I not think no, he did it once. He, he did it twice with Cleveland. It was he was eighteen year, years old. He was eighteen years old. It don't matter. But he was eighteen. And then 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 his second year with Cleveland before the championship. And he get the second time around with Cleveland. They didn't make the playoffs the first that first time around. Yes, they did. 
Bro, I think I think LeBron only missed the playoffs twice. Twice, in, yeah. in, and this, this is his second time. This is his second time. It's three. It's not. Either way, by him not making the playoffs with the players that was on his roster, by the high expectations, does this hurt his legacy? Does this put a dent into the into the armor? I think kind of because he put that team together. Right, he handpicked all them players to win a championship. So did he? Well, yeah, the, 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 so Magic came out this week, bro, and was basically saying that there was a deal finalized. It was it was getting locked in to have DeRozan and and I forget the other guy's name come to the Lakers and play for the and be a Laker. And basically, LeBron made a couple phone calls to Westbrook and got Westbrook instead of those guys. And and the deal was basically almost done. Is what Magic was basically saying on all these sports shows. So, um, it kind of is his fault. This is my take on it. This is my take on it. I have never thought LeBron was the greatest of all time. I think LeBron is is the greatest basketball player in this generation, in this era. I think he's he's phenomenal to watch. I think the physique, I think the longevity of how long he's been playing, at the level he's been playing. I mean, hell, this past year, bro, you, you guys realize LeBron was uh, damn near the score leader for the league. Like, he was... Yeah. The, he was going to be the score leader for the league, and I think he right. came in second or third now because he sat out those games. But he, at one point, he was he was a scoring leader uh, of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it, it kills me to see, for instance, when they say LeBron in year 19. You know what I mean? LeBron in year 19, and they don't say LeBron at age 37 because Jordan at 36, he had all those accolades already accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So... For me, during that season, yeah, for that season, but but again, how can I say this? LeBron is not, I don't think LeBron has ever tried to be Michael Jordan or has ever tried to be better than Mike. I think he's tried to be the best version of LeBron James he can be, you know what I'm saying? And I I think in this generation, he is the greatest. Like, I mean, there's no other basketball player as good as him in this generation, right here, right now. Like, uh, other that stops him was. The whole comparison with Michael Jordan, one. Two, going to the Lakers, and now they compare him to Kobe. And now he – because he's not that that in-game, like when the, the game's online, 10 seconds on the clock, he ain't got that killer mentality like Jordan and Mamba. And that's what's killing him right now is because he's not a kill on that killer mentality. He's that player that's going to make everybody on the court well, better. Well, we're, we're the ones. Fans are the ones that start the LeBron-Michael Jordan talk. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like LeBron said it. Well, LeBron Penny is – Hardaway, Penny Hardaway is the GOAT. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Orlando. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but they, they, there's fans that started that talk. Now, I have said this in the past, and, I, and I'll say it again to you guys. The East was soft when LeBron was there all those years. It was soft. I mean, super soft. Had he been on the West Coast the majority of his career, his legacy would definitely be a lot different. 15 years in the East, he never lost in the first round, went to the NBA Finals nine times, not to mention he, you know, he only won three of those. But let's mm-hmm. not forget it would only be you know two out of the nine had Ray Allen not saved his, his biscuits with, uh, with the greatest clutch shot in NBA history. You see what I'm saying? Girls biscuits. Girl well, you know, biscuits. saved his well, ass. Well, I can't. I kind of disagree because if you think about it, if you put LeBron out in the West, look what teams he probably would have been on. If you think about it, at the time LeBron was playing, you put him out West. Okay, you put him on San Antonio. They would have ran through the West. 
They would have ran through the West. You put them, okay, say not San Antonio. You put them on the Lakers. They would have ran through the West. Like, even I, I don't, I don't believe he runs through the West. West. I don't believe he runs through the West. I think San Antonio during that time was way too strong. I think they run through the West. Shit, I think I, they. I think they run. I think. I think. Well, he's, he's talking about LeBron being on the Spurs. I'm talking about LeBron. No, no, I said, get that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if he goes to the Lakers, he was in the East, and he and he was able to run through the East. Okay, yeah. They said Kobe back then too. At the time, at the time, LeBron James was running through the East. If you would have put him on any team in the West, I think they would have did the same thing in the West. Okay, but majority of his career, majority of his career was was in the East, though, and majority of the career, the West has gotten it has completely flipped. I mean, it's not the same era as Jordan, where you had to worry about the freaking Celtics, you had to worry about the Pistons, um, you had to worry about the Knicks. The Knicks were even, you know, they were talks of being, you know, how good they were. Like these guys I mean, were. Think about it. He has some teams to go through in the East now. Who? It wasn't okay for him. Yeah, LeBron or Michael? Three from Boston. LeBron. It wasn't okay. No, no, that's what I'm saying. The th- <laughs> it, it wasn't a cakewalk, but I, what I'm saying is though, it, to me, you can get to the playoffs and to the finals easier in the East than you could the West. In these last, in these last ten years, you, you it has been completely flipped. Maybe even twelve years, it's been completely flipped. I mean. Right now, LeBron is in the West where the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies are too strong. Phoenix Suns are too strong. Golden State's too strong. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, there's no way he could have thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to run the West. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You, you pick, but, but if you handpick four of the 75 greatest players in NBA history on one team and you can't even make it to the playoffs? Wait a minute. Who's the greatest in NBA history on that team? The, the top 75, they had Anthony Davis, they had LeBron, they had Westbrook, and they had Carmelo Anthony. Okay, and, and the greatest of all time. Okay, yeah, I, I, he handpicked them, but he, he handpicked the wrong guys. These are guys that can't finish seasons. You handpicked, and you handpicked all one-on-one guys. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they got to have the ball see, in their hand. See, the problem was LeBron was trying to build what he had in Miami. Yes. But you can't build what you had in Miami because when the people in Miami – they all wanted it, and they sacrificed a little bit of their game to get. And they had you, and they had you down as Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and they, they got that. You're right. Yeah, but not. But, but I mean, I, they I, all, I mean, you gotta think about it. Dwayne Wade. When Dwayne Wade took Miami Heat to the playoffs, he was way more of a scorer, ball in his hand, last right. minute. He wanted to take everything type of player. When LeBron came, he he kind of diminished that role a little bit. Exactly. Take his time. Like he picked yeah. his time to do that. Yeah. Same right. thing with Chris Bosch. When Chris Bosch was in Toronto, everything ran through Bosch. Mm-hmm. Everything ran through Bosch when they started their offense. And sometimes he was the last person to get the ball when they needed it. When yeah. Bosch came to Miami, what he did, he took that third seat role. He got the ball when he got it. If he he knew he had to pass it, he he took over that role in order yeah. to win that championship. Yep. Them boys that he got in LA. That's not the type of players they are. They're not At the all. players that I'm going to take this back seat for the team. No. Nope. I got 37 in a row triple doubles. I need to keep my triple doubles attack. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, you know too. I'm yeah. So I, I'm going to get mine, and then I'm going to worry about the team after I get mine. That's how the Lakers play it. Right. But see, I, I think LeBron's going to bail on him anyway, so. Nah. Yeah. You know we'll see yeah, how it go. He has a demeanor. He definitely has a demeanor of it, but. I, I agree nah, with Reggie. You, know, you, 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 can't, you can't say in an interview, I, I want to go play with Steph Curry. 
Mr. Yeah, but that was that down. was no 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 that wasn't that was on the barbershop and that was basically if you could play with any player in the NBA who would who would you have played with in your career and he he mentioned Steph Curry, not to say that he's going to go to Golden State next year. You know what I'm saying? Nothing crazy like that. If, and that's he couldn't go to Golden State. He ain't going to Golden State. He could play with Steph Curry. Nope. If you talking about diminishing your legacy? To me, that would diminish his legacy all heads down if he go play with Golden State. Because now right. following Kevin Durant's footsteps. But if he goes play with Kevin Durant, it his legacy would be done with me. Yeah. It'd be nice to see that though. though. <laughs> I think it would be nice to no, see it because Kevin Kevin Durant's going through his own problems over there in the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are, are in the uh, in the playoff. Um, they didn't clinch playoffs, but what do they did? They they did the buy in the play in or whatever it is. You have to do that little mini tournament to play into the playoffs. They 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 are seated for that, but they didn't clinch as well. You know what I'm saying? Like a clear cut. I've clinched well, the playoffs. Yeah, at least at least they got in. Yeah, you're right about that. At least they got in. I, I agree. By the skin of their teeth, they got in. And the sad part is they got that team and you got four or five teams in the East that are better than them. That's uh, very true. I want to see I want to see LeBron go somewhere like a like an Orlando or a Sacramento. Yeah, man. And just flip the table. Bring bring towns to Disney. And and bring you and play with some players. How do you how how do you address the 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 stars? I guess you call it, the NBA stars resting because I, I have a suggestion I want to give you guys. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Well, Silva said something about it, so you know it's got to be something serious now. Yeah, but I mean they're they're sitting there. The load management has become a lot in the NBA. There's a lot more NBA stars that are sitting out, and people paid good money to watch play. You know, the, one of the right. one of the guys held up a sign and and, Co, and um, LeBron's last game where he sat out and didn't play. He put on a piece of paper. Kobe would never have sat. Kobe would have played. You know well, what I mean? Kobe put that. Kobe put that statement out saying, "Because when I guess Vanessa interview with Vanessa's his wife, and he we had broken toes and stuff. And uh, why are you still playing? He go, people play good money to see me play. Yeah, and, and that just speaks to the volume of character that freaking. I just, I just think it's too many games, man. It is, like, and, and and that's why I agree. That, Short. Who it. says that about baseball? Like right. people, people go to people go to play ba- watch baseball to watch the best pitchers in the world, but they don't pitch every single game. No, they don't. They, yeah, they, they got a pitch but, cycle. But, yeah, but, 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 yeah but they got a pitch rotation, cycle. so you know when they're going to pitch, and you can go uh, go to the game. Not all the time. Now, you when know. you're season ticket holders, you, you, you know, gotta, when you're a ticket holder, you don't know when they're going to pitch. Yeah, they can get they can get they can they're going to pitch every seven days, bro. Not if not if the coach don't want him in the rotation every seven days. Yeah. I, I do. Th- I do agree that the NBA should be shortened. I, I do agree with that. That that was one of my Why? suggestions. Shorten the eighty-one. Well, because if you shorten the regular season, the well, if, yeah. But if you shorten this regular, if you shorten the regular season. To me, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Load management. I'm gonna say right. There's there's no load management. They well, have to play because the games become more important. If you don't play the games, you 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 face the fact that you're not gonna be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And it peaks the fact of your competition. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to play, man. You know what? You know what? I know this is gonna sound crazy to say it. The most fun I had watching in the NBA was when they were in the bubble. That was to me yeah. the, the most fun watching because every game counted. I agree yeah, with you. because only twenty teams made it in. But no, twenty teams made it into where? Into the bubble? In the bubble? Yeah. Not every made. Not every team played in the bubble. Well, to me, it was better basketball with the shorter season. To me, I, I'm I'm with Raul. I just think it's too many it's too many games to be talking about 
they don't like load management. Here, because here's, baseball has eighty two. Ba- baseball has a what? One hundred and sixty two games. One hundred sixty two games. Jesus. One hundred and sixty two games. Yeah. No That's one says much. anything about. But but at the same time, you got to think about this. You got one hundred sixty two games, but you got like a hundred plus players because you can go from the minor league. Yeah, you can pick you can your bring, players you can up. Bring yeah. somebody up from the the Cactus League. You can bring somebody at any up moment. From at any moment. At any moment. Yeah. They can always. You don't play. If you're a pitcher, you'll pitch this game and probably won't pitch for 14 days or yeah. seven days. Yeah. You might do a back-to-back. You might do three games. But after you do those three games, you're going to get a 21-day break. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What so, baseball? Yeah. Don't yeah. 21-day breaks. Bro, there's some pitchers that ain't pitched for like 20 days, bro. Oh, pitchers. I mean, talking about like the team itself. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no I'm, talking the low, I'm talking about the pitchers, the yeah, low yeah, management. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like other teams. But yeah, so, everybody screaming low management back in two thousands and nineties, nineties and stuff. They played. They love yeah, the game. They, they yeah, they played seventy two games. But, but here, Tyrone, just hear me out. So if you shorten it to sixty eight games, remove back to back games. Take them out. There's no more playing on Thursday, play on Friday. Remove back to back games. Okay. I think if you do that and extend the length of the postseason. By by having fewer seven game series, have more five game series, right? I think it's I think it's better this way. And and also, if you add a minimum games played, a requirement for to get an award. So basically, you have to play this amount of games to be even to be even in I the think, running of of MVP right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. I think seventy two games was enough when they had it at seventy two. I, I think so too. They was at eighty two. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they did. They did. Uh-uh. It was always eighty-two. But the, part, the thing was, like, like what I don't think it was always eighty-two. It was bro. always eighty-two, but the, the playoff system was different. Yeah. The first round was best of three. The second round was uh, best of five, and then they get the best of seven to the conference finals. Well, if that's you, how that's how it used to be. If you have, if you have, for for instance, I, I'm I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of watching. And this is just me talking. I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm tired of watching a seven-game series where I know the the good team's going to beat the crap out of somebody for four games. Like we we don't have to do this. We can we can do this in right. in three and games and, and get out of here. And, and right. I agree. Three with, games, have, best of five, then best of seven. Yep. And I think you have more of those five-game sevens. And as you get deeper into the playoffs, yeah, have your seven-game series for your you know your conference championship the conference into championship your and the finals and the finals. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. all that. But I agree with that. But. Bro, it becomes more. You have to play if you want to win championships. You have to play this game. There is no more load management. We've taken out the fact of how long the schedule is. Back to back games, so you don't. You never have to play. You know, Monday and Tuesday ever again. You never have to play Sunday and Monday. You could play Monday then Wednesday and and separate that that aspect to give your body some time to heal up and rest or whatever well, the case may be. I, I think part of that problem is too. I agree with the back to backs because you got like the Magic played somebody at home. And then turn around, I had to fly away to Boston to play to the, for the next game, the right. next day. There's no rest yeah, in that's, there. There's a lot going on. Yeah, right. A lot there, going on. There's no recovery time for those players. There's no there's no massages or physical therapy. There's nothing going on with the trainer. Like that to me seems like if you want to get the best production, you don't want these guys to sit down and stop forcing them to play so many damn games all at one time. You know what I'm saying? Now I know what people are gonna tell me. These guys get paid good money to do this shit. I hear you. But at some point, if you want them to, if you want to see good basketball, you, you, you want to see your favorite player and you bought some tickets, something has to be done. Something has to transpire because we can't keep going like this where LeBron sits out for four or five games because he, you know, he just wants to rest. 
And again, rightfully so, I understand that. But you shorten the season, he doesn't have to do any of that crap. He's got to play every how game. Many, how many? How many games in this season? Eighty-two. It's eighty. It's eighty-two. I believe it's eighty-two. You shorten it sixty-eight. It's it's a hell of a. I mean, that's Jesus. It it it's gonna feel great for those guys. You know what I mean? Still keep All Star Weekend the same. Keep all that shit the same. Just just nah, fish it up. All Star Weekend. You don't get All Star Weekend now. No, nah, you get All Star Weekend still, man. You you play your thirty. You play your thirty. Play thirty four games, and then you're gonna play another thirty four. Take your All Star break. That's fine. Eighty two games. Yeah, I would. And again, uh, and now it sucks if you know. get injured. It, you know you got to try to come Kobe back faster. Kobe wouldn't do that. Kobe would just want to play the game, though. That I. I that I would think, bro. And that's still between now and then. Okay, so then we keep going with this era where we're, they're going to do load management. They're not going to have these guys playing. I think to to help with NBA stars resting, this is how you help them. This is how this is how you do it. Could you imagine soccer playing eighty two games? Soccer doesn't play like eighty two games. They play like fifty. They play like thirty. But they do it. But they run. Cross country for but, eight hours. But they, they run, they run all, for, but you they never run see for eight hours. But you've never yeah. seen. But what I'm saying is, you you couldn't imagine having soccer that many games and then playing back to back games. Like they they're, they're yeah, they play, yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna wait two or three days like that. It's it's too, it becomes too much. You 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 know what I'm saying stressing the body. And again, I'm I'm not trying to stick up for the stars. You know you they get like paid. A new school guy now. Man. Well, they just it's it's school, it's man. too much, bro. There's no. We can't go backwards. That that's the problem. Like for instance, I don't like the fact that there's 140 points scored every goddamn night. Nobody's playing goddamn defense. This shit sucks. It it did. There's no. We just got to see who outscores who. That's all we're doing. It's it's a mini all star game every night. As a head coach, Bill Lambier as head coach. That's why when you see a team get to 94, you're like, ooh, god, what a horrible night. But back in the 90s, like shit, they scored a lot of points. Usually it's 90s and 80s, you know what I'm saying? When you got to 100, they're like, yo, did you know they scored 102 points last night? Like, that was amazing back in the day. Now, if you score 102, you're having a scoring issue. There's a scoring problem. There's a locker room issue. The coach doesn't know what he's doing. You should be able to get to 140 easy or 120. Like, it's not supposed to be like that. So if we're not going to go backwards, then we have to find a way to adapt. Oh, I agree. We we that's Steph Curry's fault. But we, you know, everybody's a three. Yeah. Everybody's a, a shooter, even if they're seven everybody, foot seven. Everybody getting dunked on back then, baby. Yeah, everybody knew how to have, have and I think they had better ball handling skills. But um, anyway, Sean that's that's what I think. With balls with, in the face. Damn it, man! Didn't have to put that out there, but that's fine. That's what fine. you did with the face. Yeah, Sean Kemp putting balls in the face. That's a bit oh much. Oh my god, that's a bit much. I didn't man. even know about nobody balls. Balls in people's faces, face. like that's just a bit much, man. Um, but hey, listen, man, that's all the time we got for tonight, man. Um, if oh, you guys thought we was gonna talk about that, uh, your Miami, your, your new owner, Tom Brady. We can't. It's fifty. It's fifty-five <laughs> minutes. We're done. It's fifty-five I minutes. Got, I got nine percent of my battery left. Yeah, nine percent. So that's all the time we have. If you guys like what you heard, man, shoot us an email, comment, get on the show, whatever the case is. I want to give a big shout out to. I want to give a big shout out to. No, not to the Giants. To Miko Velez today, April eighth, her EP drops dark. So if you have the chance, go log in, go get those, go get her music. It's gonna be phenomenal. Trust me when I tell you, it's it's, it's good. I, she sent me copies. I got to hear them. 
Trust me when I tell you, they're, they're amazing. How come we ain't get um, our copies in? Jesus you Christ. Know, Can you I know do the outro? You know we ain't get our copy. Okay, I'll cut this out. Don't worry about it. I'll cut this out. You know why we ain't get our copy. You cut shit out. Yeah, no, I'm going to cut it out. So anyhow, if, if you guys join the OTC Sports <laughs> on Facebook, find us on IG, On The Clock Radio. We love you guys. Do you guys have anything you want to shout out? You want to shoot anybody out, guys, before we head out? You're going to cut us out. That's why. Right, right. We, get we don't want to shout nobody out. You're going to cut us out. I'm hey, gonna, next gonna year, though, hey, check out her next EP, Eclipse. Eclipse. Hey, man. Hey, check out, check out uh, me and Ty EP called Boys from the Bay. Do it again. It's coming out on yeah. all platforms. Yeah. <laughs> the, re- the reverse. Hey. <laughs> y'all go, y'all go check us out. You know what I'm saying? Call our the drop step. We got a song Jesus on there Christ. called Miami Giants. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. <laughs> That's messed up, man. We'll holler at you guys. 